there. Welcome to the Moving Up Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Wilson. I'm here to dish out practical advice to help you elevate your business and your life. I'm the CEO of the Wilson Group Real Estate Services here in Nashville, Tennessee. So you know we're going to be covering ground in the real estate industry. But you'll also be hearing from expert leaders in the personal development and entrepreneurship communities. So pull up a seat because we're about to have a lot of fun. It's time for you to move up. Let me tell you guys about Studio Bank. Studio Bank is passionate about what their members create, and they're here to support you through the process. They provide capital and services to build businesses. They offer mortgage and home loan options, whether you're a first-time home buyer or purchasing your fifth home. They work with artists to reach their audiences. They help nonprofits transform our communities. And often the most important work they do is simply empowering individuals to pursue their dreams. They're here because what you create matters. We're all creating something from the artists on Music Row to the business leaders throughout our community, even those caring for their families. We're all building, growing, dreaming, and improving. We're a community built on collaboration and creativity. That's what makes us Nashville. Let's create something together. Visit studiobank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender, NMLS number 1761767. Welcome to another episode of the Moving Up Podcast. My name's Christy Wilson, and with me today is Heather Warmbrode. Hi, Heather. Hello, Christy. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. It's always so much fun to get together to do this with you. It is. It is on this beautiful day in Nashville, which does not feel like a typical August day. No, it does not at all. I wish we were outside, but I don't think people would want to hear the wind going through the (laughs) microphone. Nothing more annoying than that. Um, Today, I thought it'd be fun and interesting to talk about both burnout and slumps in the real estate business. Mm -hmm. I know we've all been moving at a frenetic pace um, as realtors, as have our buyers and sellers, and there's a lot of burnout and potentially a lot of slumps too. Mm -hmm. You know, not everybody has benefited from this crazy market and people may be in a slump. And I always like to start when we think about a topic, go to Professor Google and ask him or her definitions, because I like to see what they say. And burnout is a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. It occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to meet constant demands. Mm -hmm. And that is where I feel like a lot of realtors may be right now coming out of the first half of 20, or a little more than first half of 2021. Yeah. So I want to Talk a little bit about that and also about a slump, which is a little bit different than a burnout. But if you're burned out, you can then sometimes go into a slump Mm -hmm. and vice versa. And, you know, a slump is where one minute you're just killing it, just knocking it out of the park. And then the next minute you're just swinging and missing at every turn. Mm -hmm. And you just sit there going, why is everything I'm touching disintegrating? What is happening here? And there's seasons that we go through in life in both burnout and slumps. So in real estate, it's going to be interesting to talk about what you do in that. I know um, all of our agents at the Wilson Group have suffered either burnout or slump at some point in time. I have too. And, you know, with real estate, it's not just a career, it's a lifestyle. 
And it's one of those businesses that's really hard to turn off mm-hmm. because even going to the grocery store yeah. could be an opportunity to meet a future client. <laughs> yes. So, you know, yeah. every every time you turn around, professionally and personally, it's a real estate opportunity. So, Heather, have you ever been burned out? I mean, I have been and you're going on five years. So I have, I have. And it's, it's taken me, it took me a year or so to really embrace that it is a lifestyle and really try to kind of get the flow going with, okay, I really don't have off hours. Um, my previous career, you know, I had a start time in the morning of 7.30 and a four o'clock end. So when I left that world and came to this one, it was a little bit of an adjustment period. Sure. Um, just to kind of wrap your head around that you are working pretty much all the time, even at the grocery store. So I have, but I think I've implemented some things in the last few years that have really helped with that. And I think I experience it less than I did in the beginning, but it's definitely there. So for newer agents listening, um, or people considering going to real estate, mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you've put in place that have helped you? And has this helped you with a burnout or has this helped you with a slump? So I would say one of the things that's helped me with burnout is calendar management. Okay. So really looking at every day of the week and blocking time for yourself and for your family. Mm-hmm. So if if that is Wednesday night, your family always does something, then really be protective of that time. I mean, there are going to be things that come up that you just cannot avoid it. Clients have to see a certain property on that day. So you there are exceptions, sure. right? But, you know, I do try to preserve certain days of the week or at least two or three hours on Sunday morning for me that I I do not try to work, you know, and then maybe on Monday, um, I do the same thing that morning if I've been super busy on Saturday and Sunday afternoon. Um, so I think protecting your calendar mentally can at least let you feel like, okay, well, I'll have this time to do other things in my life that I need to do. So that's, that's really helped me. And it took me a while to figure that out because I would just schedule anything, anytime. You wanted to do it? Sure. Right. I could do it. Yes, I could do it. Yes. Yes. I, I've been more like that my entire career. Yeah. Sure. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. And now it's, you know, after a quarter of a century, I'm yeah. finally saying, we'll do it. Here. Now, again, if it's a client that needs to go show. Sure. There's something come on the market. Absolutely. Man, let's go. Absolutely. We, we do not do that. But if it's, you know, I'm going to work on something at eight o'clock at night. No, if that's my, yeah, you know, yeah, reserve time for my family, it's a whole different story. Yeah, eighty twenty rule. So I say I abide to it eighty percent of the time, mm-hmm. and twenty percent of the time you just can't. Things yeah. come up. You know, I, I was out on Sunday morning last week working, um, but it was just a situation. So eighty twenty, if I can abide by it at least eighty percent of the time, then I feel like mentally it helps me. Good. <laughs> get get you know, kind of space myself away from a burnout that yeah. maybe I can feel coming. Yeah. Well, and then on that helps too if with your calendar management on a slump because don't you do specific tasks to prevent you from going into a slump or to I do, try to prevent I yourself? I do. So that's that is typically my Monday mm-hmm. um, is what I try to hold as an office day, and okay. so I have a list of tasks that I have for that day. Okay. Um, and they're not necessarily tasks that I'm thrilled about, but it's database management, um, looking at my marketing plan for the year. Um, I kind of break it into quarters. So it's a little bit more manageable. 
manageable. What am I doing this quarter to have those touch points with my my database and, mm-hmm. and with past clients? Same thing. But just um, what am I doing? And, and coming up with a plan and then executing on that. And so that is really my Mondays, everything from social media to what I will be doing to the end of the year. Um, and if I am busy and I cannot have that time, um, I really try to reschedule it. And and it's not perfect, again, 80-20, but I definitely can tell a difference when I've not done it. Nice. That takes a lot of discipline. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when I'm interviewing agents or people considering going to the business, they say they want to go into real estate so that they can manage their own time and that they don't have to answer to anyone. And the misnomer on that is that you now have a ton of bosses because mm-hmm. your buyer and your seller are employing you to mm-hmm. sell their house or help them buy a house. So you're adhering to their schedule a lot mm-hmm. of times. And um, and then as far as calendar management, I mean, so many people get so exhausted from going so hard with their clients that they fail to do the work necessary to keep all the balls in the air right. for when you hit that time when you may not be working with a ton of buyers and sellers. So I really appreciate you sharing that because that is, it's really the model real estate agent. I mean, to have a sustainable, outstanding business, you have to do that work mm-hmm. to continue to keep those clients in your future. Right. Front of mind. Right. Well, and we have, um, gosh, 70 plus agents at the Wilson mm-hmm. Group and many, many, many come to me who are either in a burnout or in a slump. And Heather, you said this to me one time and I just laughed because I hadn't heard this one. Usually we say, oh, I could be the greeter at Walmart, you know, that I would rather be a greeter at Walmart than do this one more day. And Heather said, I could hand out samples at Costco. I'm like, yes. oh, that sounds so much more fun. We love Costco. <laughs> yeah, like, I love that. However, if you want to be a great realtor, do not go hand out samples at Costco. <laughs> Stay in the business. Yes. So what I do, I sit down with my agents when they come to me in that situation. And I say, number one, you need to find some inspiration. Mm -hmm. What is inspiring you right now? Do you need to take, start your day maybe an hour later and go for a walk? Does nature inspire you? Does your spirituality inspire you? Does a TED talk inspire you? Kayaking, you name it. Mm -hmm. If you can find something that inspires you, that you can take your brain away from real estate, sometimes it's just that reset that really helps. So that's the first thing I, I tell the agents is like, find something that inspires you. And then the next thing is you need to take a class. Mm-hmm. The great thing about real estate continuing education is that it's really interesting and really fun. And the people that you're taking classes with are typically really interesting and really fun and sharing experiences that they've had in the field. I was never born. It's not my DNA to be an accountant or an engineer or one of that. My brain doesn't work that way at all. As my accounting professors at (laughs) UT could have tell you, (laughs) they passed me just so I would never come back. And um, so I would think going to those continuing education classes would be really boring, but real estate's just fun, you know, marketing classes or how to work with buyers or sellers or investment. Anyways, taking a class can really pull you out of a slump and out of a burnout Mm -hmm. because it gives you a new tool that you can implement in the marketplace or implement in your lifestyle. Yeah. And taking a class outside of your market area. So for instance, the National Association of Realtors, they have their annual conference each year somewhere. It's never in Nashville because it's a giant conference with 25 to 30,000 people. So usually they're in San Francisco, Orlando, Boston, Chicago. 
go someplace like that mm-hmm. to take your continuing education because not only are you getting fed that education, you're meeting realtors from all over the country. And let's face it, guys, so many people want to relocate to Nashville. Yeah. You can create your referral business with those agents from other places outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I love taking classes outside of Nashville. And I still like I'm taking them here, of course, too, because it's fun to see all your real estate friends. But taking a class can really pull you up. If you just cannot create the time to take a class, though, maybe you're you're burned out, but you're still going like a freight train. Mm-hmm. The next thing I think is critical is to feed your brain something to ease the burnout. And that is taken care of by reading. Mm-hmm. I love reading and I love Audible even more. I was always a books on tape person when yeah. that one came about. And then when you had your MP3 little player that you could download books on. Mm-hmm. And now Audible is just a game changer. It is. And there are three books that I typically will recommend to the agents to read and all have a very common theme. And what happens is you read these books and it takes your mind off of your burnout, off of your stress, off of you, and helps you look at your life right now through a different lens. Mm -hmm. And more so in that of proactivity and gratitude. So the first book I want to share is... It's an older book. This book was written in the 60s, and it is called The Greatest Salesman That Ever Lived. The author of this book is a gentleman by the name of Og, which is weird, O-G, Og Mandino. Uh And he's written a ton of business books. He's like one of the forefathers of in the 1960s business book, guys. This book is such an easy read because it's only a little over 100 pages. This book It's a little quirky out the gate, but once you get into it after, say, five pages, you totally get sucked in. Mm -hmm. It's one I've both read and listened to on Audible, but this one is a much better read for me than an Audible listen. It tells a story of a wealthy man who looks back over his life very introspectively and tells how he became the greatest salesman that ever lived, starting from his boyhood and the opportunity that presented itself to help him become a great salesman. It talks about how he felt he had failed until he took advantage of this opportunity. And when you get to about page 102, and keep in mind, it's about 104 pages long, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you see how it ends, it will blow your mind. Have you read this one? I did. I did. It's been a few years, but I did read it. And it really defines what success is and how no good deed ever goes unanswered and how you'll find good things returned to you a thousand times over when you do the right thing. Mm -hmm. I get excited thinking about this book because it's so simple and so basic, yet so amazing. And it gives seven tasks that you need to do to create an amazing sales career and how, and they're in the form of scrolls in this book and how the salesman used those to build his business. But it's such a, it's a heartwarming and inspiring book. And you can read it in a weekend. So yeah, quick and easy. It's quick and easy. And what I love even more about this book, because I'm, I'm just sort of a happy little person. And um, so I know some of my agents who might be a little bit more cynical when uh-huh. I've given them the book. 
I can feel the eye roll, like, oh, God, here she yeah. goes again. <laughs> and then they'll come back to the office on Monday, like, oh, my God, this book was so good. It's just what I needed. Yeah. And I always sort of wipe my brow going, Phew, it yeah. worked again. Yes. It worked again. So um, my second book, and I think you've read this one. I have. Also, I really like this I one. I love this one, too. Mm-hmm. It's The Miracle Mornings for Real Estate Agents, written by Hal Elrod, Michael Reese, Jay Kinder, and Michael Mayer. And this book also is told in story mm-hmm. form. And it talks about a man who's in real, who's a real estate agent and he's just flat out struggling and just basically starts to spiral into the black hole of negativity because not only is he burned out, he's in a slump and this, he's staying in this slump because he can't get out of his own way, which a lot of times that happens to all of us. We just Mm -hmm. can't get out of our own way to pull ourselves out of it. And his wife, who's a lender, drags him to a seminar where he starts to learn about an acronym called SAVERS. Mm-hmm. And SAVERS becomes a way he starts every day so he can start his day grounded, ready, and motivated to make something happen. So now you may ask, what does SAVERS stand for? What does that acronym stand for? Um, I could tell you, but then you wouldn't read the book. Yeah. But <laughs> but I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. Do you want to know, Heather? I know yes, you know because you've read the book. Refresh my memory. Okay, SAVERS. <laughs> S equals silence. And this is how you should start your day every day. S equals silence. So start your day just quiet, quiet Mm -hmm. your brain. And whether that's through meditation or prayer or devotion, you know, just that quiet time in the morning. A equals affirmations. I try to write my affirmations every day on the positive things you're affirming to yourself in the present tense. V stands for visualize. Visualize what you want your day to look like. Visualize what you want your life to look like, what your relationships look like, your career. So important. If you can see it, you can be it, you can achieve it. I believe that. Huge visualizer. E stands for exercise. Mm -hmm. Get some exercise in. Maybe it's 15 minutes on the treadmill, a quick yoga, or a 30-minute walk around the neighborhood. Some form of exercise. If you're a gym person, go to the gym. Mm -hmm. Do this in your savers. And then R equals read. I combine my exercise and reading because I do a 30-minute walk in the morning and I listen to Audible. So Mm -hmm. I'll get 30 minutes of something to read. And sometimes I do my silence time at that same time too because sometimes, some mornings I don't want to read. I just want to be quiet and and think, Mm -hmm. you know. And then our second S stands for scribe. Scribe means journaling. And a J just wouldn't have gone there because they've been savored. (laughs) So they popped an S there. So journaling, even just a few sentences, you know, to brain dump, get stuff off your mind. I would love to say that I do this every day, but some days you can't. I mean, some days, you know, you may have a seven o'clock breakfast meeting and it's going to be harder to get up because this takes, this takes me an hour to do every morning if I do it right. And, um, but those mornings I do this, the day is a different day. It's a great day. Mm-hmm. Are you doing this every day, Heather? You know, I think I do a version of this. Um, so I wake up in the morning and I am, I think that is when I think the fastest and I can respond to things so quickly. So I'm an inbox person first thing in the morning. I clear my inbox for the day. And I know exactly what I need to do. And then I can answer tasks accordingly throughout the day. Once I do that, then I can move to a quiet time, 
coffee. So I, I feel wow. like I'm kind of backwards. <laughs> yeah, man. If the minute I open that inbox, game on. I mean, yeah. It's a, so I I start. I I go ahead. I look at my inbox first thing in the morning. They probably advise against this. <laughs> well, everybody uh, has to find yeah. their way. I think everybody's way. It's what works for you. Yeah. So once I kind of jump off that cliff and I see what the day holds or what I need to do and I flag those emails, I'm like, okay, I've got this. It's good. Let me drink my coffee. Go ahead and do my other things. And then I can think about how I'm going to handle it. Wow. My (laughs) stomach just literally went into a thousand (laughs) knots thinking about opening my email the first thing of the day or opening text or anything first thing of the day. It's just like... (laughs) But my husband will tell you I do everything backwards. So No, you do everything that works for Heather. (laughs) I mean, clearly, I'm looking at you right now. You got your act together. So (laughs) that is what works for me. That's awesome. That is awesome. But this book, I mean, I remember I was on my way to, a, it was like a 10 day vacation. I was so excited, but I was really burned out. I needed to get out of town. And, um, it was a couple of years ago and I read this book on that trip for the third time because I mean, we all go through burnout. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, man, greeter at Walmart is sounding really <laughs> yeah. freaking good right yeah. now. I cannot do this another day. And I read this book, came back and jumped back into my savers and so what so much of this is gives you is gratitude. Mm-hmm. Gratitude for your career, gratitude for your colleagues, your clients, your family, your friends, everything. Because when you can get grounded and really look at what makes your life great, all that outside noise right. just it, it peels away. And that's what the burnout the slumps, it's so much of that outside noise just taking over mm-hmm. and not finding your peaceful place and the and the gratitude. So that that and the greatest salesman that ever lived are both such great gratitude books. My third book is an oldie but a goodie. It is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I'm sure anyone who has a business degree or has been around for a minute has read this book. It was written in the 1930s. The principles that he wrote about almost 100 years ago, are as much intact today as they were back then. It's the epitome of what you need as your foundation to build your successful business. And it's a great book for anyone who wants to tap into the life you choose to lead or how you want to lead and to really put some affirmations with that. And it's all mind over matter. Mm-hmm. And all of this yeah. is mind over matter. Mindset is so critical. Starting your day, going back to the savers with that proper mindset mm-hmm. just changes everything. Napoleon Hill also released a book. Um, it was well after he passed away. This was released, I think, in 2011 or 2013. This was written in the 40s, and it was called Outwitting the Devil. It's equally as good. So if you read Think and Grow Rich a while ago, download Outwitting the Devil or read Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill as well. Okay. It's just another do that. excellent read. And of course, one thing I make, I don't make, it's optional. The first professional development we do every year, we watch the movie The Secret or the mm-hmm. video The Secret. And if you haven't watched The Secret, it's just, it's a video about mindset. Yes. And how do you create the life you want to have? Everything is about your choice, right? You make choices every day, good, bad, and different. And so we do this as a company. We sit down, we watch this video and really 
start looking at our goals for the year and how we're going to make choices to live the life we want to leave. Yeah, it's a good one. Yep. Yep. So what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite burnout book or not burnout book, but a book that really pulls you out? So I am a Brene Brown fan. Yes. I really like Love a lot Love me some of, Brene Brown. Yes. So I think Rising Strong, um, I read it for the first time several years ago, probably at least four or five years ago. And um, it's time to read it again. Yeah. It's just one of those that you can kind of keep going back to and pulling things from. But we all fail. We all fall down. We all have low moments. But it's really mindset Mm -hmm. and how you pull yourself back up again. So I call all those my learning lessons. I used to call them failures. And now I'm going, I don't think I've ever failed. I've just learned a hell of a lot (laughs) because of all these Exactly what you're just saying. Yeah, yeah. So Rising Strong is amazing. Daring Greatly. Yeah, that's a great one. Is another really, really good one. Um, The Gift of Imperfection. I just love all of her books. Yeah. Yeah. So those are some of my go-tos that I'll listen to over and over. Do you listen to her podcast? I have listened to a few of the episodes of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's it good. Was good. She's good. And if there's any broker owners listening or team leaders, there is a great book to help you run your business better and your team better. This book is called The Ideal Team Player by Patrick Lencioni. And this book was a game changer for how I ran the Wilson Group. I made all the staff read it, and then we did a retreat on it. And it talks in a story fashion and how each how different personalities make up your staff, right? Or if you're mm-hmm. a real estate team, there's so many different personalities on your team. And it helps you look on the inside of people and what their motivators are and why they behave the way they do and how to get your team and their varying personalities on the same page and work together as a team instead of just individual units. Patrick Lencioni is one of, in my opinion, one of today's best business book writers and his podcasts are awesome as well. But um, The Ideal Team Player, I, I loved that book. Um, he's got another one, The Advantage, which is another great book, but you can just Google him and look at all of his books. So wherever you are in your business, whether you're an owner, a broker, a CEO, or as a real estate agent, you are a CEO of your own business. I mean, you have Mm -hmm. your marketing department, your finance department, your operations and your sales, Mm -hmm. and it's you, you're doing all of these yourself. (laughs) So, you know, you're, um, when you're a CEO of one, you're, you're picking up all the pieces on that. Yeah. And Heather, it sounds like back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast, that's what you do on those Mondays. You schedule that's exactly. all of those silos to be addressed every week. Right. It, it's not the end of the month and it's like, oh my God, I got to look at my money. Yeah. You know, I got to look at my budgets. It's an ongoing thing because you're running your business like a business. Yes. Yes. And it really does when you can commit that time. Um, Because hear me say, there are many weeks I'm not excited about doing the tasks that are on my list. But when you commit the time, you will definitely reap the benefit. And it's funny when you say that too about database. Mm -hmm. I I commit to my database twice a year just to update everything Mm -hmm. for people who've moved, people. And I mean, it's like starting it, my teeth are clenched. (laughs) I hate doing this. And then I get into it. And it starts clicking along. Yeah. And then you can put your your client's 
name and their face there. And it always makes me smile. And it makes me remember them buying their house. It reminds me them selling their house or what they did, or they just had a baby or their child just went to college um, or whatever, you know? So it's really, it creates a lot of joy Mm -hmm. in my heart too, because I think about my people. I call my database, my people. Yeah. And um, so that's another good. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Well, I hope this episode helps you with mindset and helps and or prevents against burnout or that realtor slump you may be going through or maybe coming down the pike. And Heather's tips on prevention from that are great. Take a class, Mm -hmm. start reading some good books, get outside of yourself. Yes. You know, get outside of that quagmire in your brain. And once that works, then a nice bottle of bubbles might be in your future. Absolutely. So to wrap this up, let's just say cheers, Heather. Yes. Cheers, Christy. (laughs) See you next time. See ya. The Wilson Group Real Estate Services is one of Nashville's top premier boutique real estate firms. We specialize in working with buyers and sellers for housing, investment, and commercial needs, as well as offering a full-service property management division for your investments. Check out our website today at wilsongrouprealestate.com. Hey, if you're loving the show, go find that little follow button on your podcast app. This will ensure you won't miss a single episode. Until next time.